from the rap game a minute I've had to sit back and think before I spit it While I was at the potter's house, he found so many faults He said I had to let go what's in the vault Demons locked up suppressing me The end result was, get it right with God before I die Cause tomorrow's never promised and this can all be over Wasted time plotting how I'ma blow up No, I'm not saying I ain't praying for success But what's it all worth if inside I'm such a mess I had to reinvent and it was God who helped me I can't fold the cards you dealt me The old is gone, the new has come So we can shut this off now Cause I ain't talking about guns And I ain't glorifying the lifestyle of money and drugs But I'ma reach out to you, my dudes, it's all love yeah. So what they saying now? Mic check, mic check, mic check. I've been up for a little bit already, Bishop. So. Yeah, I, I know you have your coffee going, bro. Yeah, I know you haven't. I think I'm like my second, <laughs> my second one. Uh, especially right now for the podcast, I'm like, man, let me get another, let me get another, uh, let me get another refill. All right, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No Judgment Zone. I'm your host, Miguel Profect Esparza, along with my anointed pastor, co-host, uh, father in the faith, Bishop, broadcasting from the great Northwest. And man, it's been looking lovely out here lately. I know that much. Got the sun popping out. You know, we having some brighter days up here. <laughs> it's a little cloudy now, but... For the most part, we've been having nice, nice weather. I don't know about uh, anybody else uh, out there who uh, may not be privy or is privy to when they hear Washington, specifically Seattle. That's the first thing they say. Man, doesn't it rain a lot out there? Like, yeah, it does. It does. It's cloudy and rainy for the most part. Uh, But man, it's beautiful out here. It is beautiful out here. Uh, especially, especially now, you know, that we're getting some sun, the spring and the summer, even fall. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is very nice, man. I, you know, I was born in Los Angeles too. And, you know, the only thing I took with me from there is the sun and a, and, and a, and a Laker jacket and a a few memories. (laughs) But other than that, I was raised up here. And even being raised up here, I do not like cold weather. I don't like rain. I don't like clouds. I like nice weather. I like sunny weather. I don't care. Give me some sun. So, (laughs) with that said, I've also got a new lawn. Bishop, you know about that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty happy about that. So right now my yard is just dirt because, you know, they got me some new soil, some new seed. And spring, man, that's the time of refreshing, man. That's what we consider a a new start. Um, Right. Where everything that it was dead now begins to grow, right? Everything the winter, the fall and the winter destroyed, it's growing back, Right. Right now, everybody's on the home improvement, getting their yard things ready. You know, they out there uh, uh, 
probably reseeding their yard too or putting some fertilizer down, uh, watering some stuff, getting the lawnmower out again, the weed whacker out again, doing some trimming, you know, all that spring stuff, right. Bishop, you know, right. Right. The, the, the pruning and the preparation so that by the summer we could chill and enjoy our homes. And that's a beautiful thing because once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time we was in the AM out on the tier with the door open, waiting for the mop bucket to come down to our cell. <laughs> oh. I know you remember that. Oh yeah. Hey, let me get that mop bucket when you're done. Yup, Got you. And hope to God that you don't get it late when it's all dirty and all that. <laughs> I know. That's why you try to get first thing in the morning. Yeah. You try to get first dibs. <laughs> You don't want this mop after 50 cells done already mop their little nasty rooms up already. Right. 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 So I hired a crew and this is kind of funny, right? I hired a crew and it's these Mexican dudes. By the way, the audience don't know I'm Mexican, right? So this is why this is funny because here I hired this dude, Mexican dude, really cool, really professional. He gives me my quote, da, 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 da. We agree on what he's going to do. And man, they show up the next day, bright and early, eight o'clock, right? And so he pulls up with like six other dudes, all Mexican guys. So when I go out there and introduce myself, obviously I'm speaking in Spanish and they looking at me kind of funny, right? And I get it because Mexicans, we're people of the land. Like, we know yard work. We use our hands a lot. You're not going to meet very, you know, when you meet a Mexican, nine out of ten, he's already ten businesses in one. So even though this person, he or she, because women get busy too, if, if, (laughs) If if you're hiring them, if you're hiring them to like cut grass, nine out of ten they know how to paint too. They know how to build you a deck too. They can build you a fence too. They can do your roof as well. They can do a lot of things. That's kind of like the average Mexican. So the funny part is. Here I am, Mexican, hiring the Mexicans to do my yard work, and they're looking at me like, you couldn't do it yourself? <laughs> uh. And and that's what's so funny to me, because it's like, when I told my mom, you know, and, and my brother-in-law, they was like, well, how come you didn't do it yourself? <laughs> and i'm like yo so it's kind of there's a level of embarrassment i guess when it comes to Uh, that uh, what you should have said is (laughs) didn't y'all remember i got arrested at 17 years old yeah i spent uh uh a decade and a half in prison yeah yeah you know they don't 
They don't know that. He didn't teach us how to landscape up in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, and I hated landscaping when I was young. I hated when my dad had me cut the yard. I mean, now I love it because I appreciate what I have, right? Um, But, yeah, I thought that was funny, man. But they were really cool. They got the job done, man. And so now um, my point in sharing is, is, you know, now that they did the work, they got rid of all the bad stuff and laid down the new stuff. The guy said, hey, at this point, it's on you. You have to water this twice a day, sometimes three times a day. But you have to start early. You have to get up early. You have to water, you know, you have to water this. If I recommend six in the morning. But, you know, others recommend anywhere between six and ten, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't know about six in the morning, but I will get up at seven, seven thirty, and I'll do it. So I'm up this morning and I'm watering it. But you know, I get myself in the mood though. I'm like, the morning time, man, it's my first it's it's our first fruits to God, right? In the morning, for me personally, like I don't like a lot of noise. I'm a talker, but I don't really talk a lot in the mornings. Like, I like to have, like, a peaceful mindset in the morning. I like my mind on God. I like my, you know, the you know God speaking to me, pre, you know, prepping my mind, prepping my spirit for the day. When you wake up, you have to die. Right? You got to die daily. So when I wake up, I'm still faced with a choice. I'm saved, but I still have to choose. Lord, you, you know, go before me today. It's like you always say, go and make the, you know, crooked path straight, right? Mm-hmm. So you just get into that, you know, you, you get focused on God, you know. And so I was doing that, prayed, um, got my little headphones and just put on my gospel music and went out there and watered the yard. And that's when God, for me, that's when he speaks to me as well. When I do a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm using my hands, God's speaking to me. Right? right. Um, and, and just like you said, before we got on air, you know, as I'm watering it, that's how God was telling me He's like, this is, this is what you have to do. You know, you have to let, you know, the water of the word, you know, nourish you. You have to be attentive. You have to get up. You have to meet God. Like, we don't have to do a work, per se, but we do have to meet God at a place, right? That's right. That's right. You know, we just show up. God does the work. And so, you know, he's just speaking to me about how all that affects life, because li- your life is is like a garden, right? Your life is a garden. You know, your, your life, we are, we are dirt. We're made from dirt. So there's things that get planted in us, and there's things that need to be uprooted in us. There's things that need to be tilled. There's things that need to be nourished. It needs to be watered. And that's the, what the word's for, right? So it was just a good time in the morning, man. It was just a good time. I thank God for his reminders. 
I thank God I'm never at a place where I'm like, oh, God, I heard that before. Uh. Because when you're at that place, it's kind of like what you said before. It's like, if you're dismissive of God's word and you're dismissive of the things of God, are you even saved? Right? And you see that in a lot of people's lives. It's like they're just dismissive of the things of God, yet they claim they're Christians. Mm. Like you shouldn't be dismissive. You should be receptive. Even if you heard it before, give me an amen and an amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't just don't just throw it to the side. Because then you're you're just not honoring the things of God. And and it don't matter who it's come from, where it's coming from, if it's of God, you gotta honor it. You got to receive it. You got to let it get in your heart. You can't look in the natural because that's what that's what we do. Depends who's telling it to me. I won't receive from you, Bishop. I need somebody else to tell it to me. Well, I go to that all the time. Yeah. And I get it. You know, some people can get things from other people. You know, I get that. Um. But even then, you still have to just receive whatever is of God. So that, that's been my morning. Uh, I just want to continue in that. You know, you want to continue in what is of God. Continue. You know, and, and that's what God has been doing with me. You know, working on me is, is to continue. Um, keep going. Keep going. One of the things that somebody told me or asked me before they got out, because, you know, at the camp, you know, you got under four years and so a lot of the people that hit the camps, you know, in, in the prison camps, they, some of them don't have a lot of time. These guys got a couple of years. So they don't, they don't ever, they don't ever go to institutions that, you know, where you got a bunch of lifers and stuff. Right. Right. So they're, they're still on this kind of, some of them are like, you know, for the people out there, there's a difference between prison and like the county jail. Even the attitudes is different. You know, um, so so you got dudes that still go in there like with the county jail attitude into a prison. So everything's kind of like quick, a lot of stress, a lot of this, a lot of that. And if you somebody like yourself who might have done 10 years and plus and you're coming along, these guys especially the ones that are saved. That's why I'm speaking on the brothers that come in that are saved. It's like God's got to do a quick work in them because the moment they start settling in and really surrendering to God and, and, and uh, <clears throat> beginning to grow all of a sudden it's time for them to leave. And I've met a lot of dudes that were scared at that point because it was like, I'm just feeling God changing me. Like, I'm at a good place. Like, yeah, I'm locked up, but man, I feel better. I feel God changing my life. And now I got to go back. And I don't really want to leave as crazy as that sounds. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they would always just say, man, what, what, what should I do? But a lot of them would say, hey, what church should I go to? And me personally... I didn't grow up in church, 
So I was not hip to, I don't know, like, hey, man, I don't know what churches do what. I'm only privy to a couple. These churches might not be in your area. So all I would tell him, Bishop, is no matter what, you need to stick to Jesus no matter what. You got to stay in the boat. Like whether you find a church, whether you don't, whether you're whatever, whatever, you have a Bible that you're taking with you and whatever happens, stick with him. If you stay in the boat, you'll be just fine. Right? Oh, yeah. So for me, that's what I've had to do. I've had to continue to stay in the boat. I'll continue to go on, keep my hand on the plow, keep moving forward despite of myself. That's the choice we got to make every day. That's right. You know, so we do we do want to welcome the listeners, everybody from SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. This is the No Judgment Zone, and we here. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we're here once again. Yes. Amen. So that's my introduction, Bishop. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's a good one. That's a good one. Cause we uh man, it's 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 we have to stay anchored, you know, we have to stay anchored. And we have to we have to be, as the scripture says, steadfast. And unmovable. Mm. Because, hey, things are going to come to try to, you know, move you and to Man. cause you to, you know, get off course. You know, you, 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 that's always going to be. It says, but always abounding in the work of the Lord, thereby you know that your labor will not be in vain. And, you know, that's what has kept me, you know, is I try to always be active in doing something in God, huh. no matter what it is. I always find myself doing something in God. I like what you said earlier about, yeah, we have to meet him. You know, some listeners may say, well, oh, no, he came in already. No, the word says, if you draw near unto him. Mm that he will draw nigh unto you. Yeah. So 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 we got to meet God someplace. He didn't just God didn't just show up in Goshen and manifest and manifest himself to to Moses. Or he didn't show up, you know, uh within the palace of 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 of, of Pharaoh and manifested himself to Moses. You know, he called Moses to meet him. Right. You know, and that's, 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 and where Moses met him is where he got to know him. Yeah. And God equipped him and gave him the instructions that he need, you know, to walk in his calling and in his destiny, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what, that's what I'm just grateful to the Lord, you know, concerning man is that he never meets us without equipping us. When he meets us, there's something that he wants to equip us with. Right. You know, he, he he's not just meeting with us just to meet. 
You know, people say, "Oh no, well, God is God is God is meeting with you for you to worship Him and praise Him." And I'm, yeah, we do that. You know, we do that. You know, as the Holy Spirit, you know, lead us, and the Holy Spirit is always with us. Right. But but when you meet Elohim, see that's the thing. We and we we ain't separating them. But when you meet God himself, God never leaves you not equipped to walk in your destiny. Right. Never, never. And I'm just learning that, you know, after, after so many, uh, after so many um, chances, you know, huh. that's what, that's what, that's what I'm learning. God is just. God said, okay, he's finally getting it. That's why God's process, man, you can't never say, well, oh, well, you know, this is what God is doing now, and I'm going to be here tomorrow, or you're going to be there. No, because, you know, sometimes the process of the Lord, you know, is is it takes a little bit longer than what, you know, uh, one's process would normally take. You know, because that's just how God works. You know, right. God works like that. Do me a favor. Tell me about the time, and I know this is crazy, but tell me about the time, because I believe that God met you when he called your brother home, when we were incarcerated. I believe that mm. you met God somewhere, and that that's when... That's when, and I don't know, but correct me, but I believe, you know, we all have a breaking point in our life to where, oh, you man. know, God can really, you know, deal with us. And him being the potter, like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll like break that, break that clay mold down and get whatever he needs to get out of it yeah. and start molding it again. Tell me when that, tell me when that happened, you know, what, what, what took place. I, I, I just want to, because the, the Lord's just. I don't know. The Holy Spirit just just told me to ask you that. Yeah, now, it, you described that very well. You know, breaking the breaking point. You know, <laughs> because you know I I'd, I'd gotten saved, but at that you know I backslid pretty you know pretty quickly and stuff. So, um, that there's a lot to say in the backsliding, but but to 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 fast forward to that point. You know, you can't go far at all, like without God, right? You're not going to go very far, especially when you've professed Him, right? When you've made a profession, you've and you've accepted Him, but then you turn away, and you're not going to get far. Um, So for me, yeah, it it was a mult. It was a multiple things. It was like experiencing my first little girlfriend while I was locked up and no people. It wasn't some dude. It was a girl that my dad had introduced me to that we actually knew when we was young. Um, So I went through that whole like being with her and then she broke up with me. My little heart was crushed at the same time. Like I'm thinking, you know, I got one of them legal beagles helping me out my little case. Right. And, that that didn't go through, you know. Um, 
So that was like pretty crushing. But then, yeah, like you said, my, my little brother had died of cancer. He was 14. Um, and that was really crazy. That was really tough. There was a, um, you know, obviously, you know, they do let you go to funerals, but this, this, this lady, she was a counselor. Like, you know, sometimes how you have sometimes different counselors, Bishop, that sometimes they was there for a little bit and then some, uh, you know, they kind of bounce around. Right. Sometimes the officers become a counselor or the counselor become an officer. It's just a lot of rotating, right? So this one lady who was supposedly a counselor, which she was filling in as a counselor or whatever she was, well, the CUS, which is the person, the, the, the officer, the main head officer that is in charge of the entire unit, for those that don't know, he went on vacation, so they let this temporary counselor fill in for this guy temporarily right right so obviously they had gotten the news that my little brother passed away and all that type of stuff so most of the time you know there's the officers or the counselors they're they're already in preparation in wanting to talk to you you know seeing if you need you know uh uh a, 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 some kind of counseling or, or, or they, they they know that you're going to want to go. So some things start working. Right. So I thought, so when they called me into the CUS's office to talk about what's going on, this lady denies me before we even get into a con. this lady off the cuff, bro, denied me. And said, I'm not going to go to the funeral. This lady don't know nothing she's talking about. She doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. But she's telling me, I ain't going. And I'm like, why? Oh, because it, it was too sudden. Duh! It was too what? It was too sudden. That well, it was out of nowhere. I mean, how do you know what? You, you got to get a... What was you supposed to get? Uh, uh, yeah, twenty four hour notice. Somebody gonna die, right? <laughs> right. So her wording, her, and that's how prison is, y'all. It's it's a cold place, right? And so her wording is just cold hearted, bro. No compassion, no nothing. She don't even know the the policy, and she telling me, buckle up, cause you staying, you ain't going nowhere, you know. This was sudden. We we ain't prepared for this. Well, no, no. Who who's prepared to die? And I bet you, in your corner, mind you, were saying, "But I'm prepared to go to the hole." It took nothing. So I'm hearing this, and it's like my mind's going into a twilight zone because I'm so floored by this lady's words. That I just space out. Right. Because I'm thinking, part of me is thinking, I'm about to flip this whole table. Right. I'm about to go ham in here. Right? And while she was blabbering, I just got up and walked out. Huh. I'm surprised you ain't do more than that. I just got up and left. 
And literally, I took that as God just grabbing me and making me walk out. I agree. And I went to my room. And I just sat in there. And so, uh, yeah, that was, I didn't get to go to the funeral. Thank God for wow. Ivy. Ivy was my cellmate at the time. Wow. And he was my friend from the street. So that was that was good that he was there. Right, right, right. Because that dude just hugged me while I just cried on this dude. And he cried, oh, and he cried with me. Because yeah. he know my family, too. He's seen my little brother. He knows who my little brother is, right? He right. know my mom, and he know my brothers and stuff. So it was a blessing that he was there. Yeah. And so God just you really used him to comfort me, man, and, and keep me from really going off. And, uh, yeah, officers would come check on me, like, every hour. The counselor, a, a different counselor that was in there came and she was appalled as well. She was very apologetic. All that kind of stuff. And so um, after that, bro, it was just like, yeah, man, that really just crushed me, man. That really that really just broke me. And then, uh, thank God, man, Drew ended up coming there and uh, told me to meet him in the yard. And then he started questioning me about where I've been at in my walk because he was instrumental to me getting saved. So he hasn't seen me for some time since I left Monroe, where I got saved at, where he was at, who was pouring into me at that time. But like I said, I had backslidden. So at this point, it was, hey, man, you know, we're, I heard about your little brother and this and this and that. So where are you at in the faith? And da, 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 da. And he was just doing a spiritual oil check on me, right? And at that time, I was just like, bro, I don't know about God or nothing, bro. Like, you know, I don't know. I was just so confused, man. I was just so hurt. I was just broken, bro. Like, and he would, and he was telling me, hey, man, don't be, you know, whatever you do, don't be mad at God. <laughs> That's what he was encouraging me in, bro. He's like, you don't be mad at God. He's like, God's not to blame. God will show you, you know, the whys and, and for what, you know, and the reasonings you know, if he wants you, you know, if he wants you to know, right? Um, so yeah, man, shortly after that conversation, it was like, you know what? I know Jesus is the way, man. There is nobody that's gonna give me no peace but him. <laughs> like there's nothing else in my life worth having. Or, or entertaining, like it did. What is life without God? What is life without Jesus? Like I knew that, even though I wasn't privy to the scriptures like that. Right? I, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I wasn't learned yet, but I believed. I knew that now. That's who I need to go to. That. That's my answer right there is, is Jesus. Right. And so, like you said, off air before we hit record, the surrendering part. Right. Right. These things that broke me caused me to surrender. And such is the life 
of a believer. If you're not broken, nine out of ten, you're not surrendered. Bottom line. And God knows how to break you. That sounds bad on the surface. Why would a loving God want to break you? He ain't go. He can break you, but he don't want to destroy you. Well, because he could put you back together. Because he could put you back together. So for me, Bishop, that was it. Was a multiple of things not working out in my life and things that hit me to the core of my life. As if prison wasn't bad enough. Right? Because right. we can be in prison and still shake our finger at God and act like, ah, you're, you're going to need to do better than that, God, to get me to bow down to you. Well, there's room for improvement. <laughs> right? You're, just like you said, he knows how to do it. And again, on the surface, it seems bad, but it's like, no, there's, there's a purpose for everything. And one of the things is, is that, you know, a Christian would say, he would say, no, God, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He don't make you do anything. You, you, you have a free will, you know, and that's why he's giving it to you. you know, and you're absolutely right. But what you have to realize is that, you know, his, he corrects those whom he loves. Right. Mentions that, you know, in the scripture twice that God corrects those whom he loves. And I believe that he's given us family structure to understand him. Mm -hmm. You know, that that as fathers, do you allow your children to just run rampant and not be disciplined? Right. You know, why is a father's correction so different from a mother's? Why do a child respond to a father's correction Unlike he do a mother, you know, right. sometimes a child will run rushed on a mother, you know, because they're the nurturers and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, 10 to 1, they'll give in on the discipline and on the correction and they'll kind of like talk them through it or, 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 or walk them through this, and, you know, but the father is like no nonsense normally. Right. You know, because I know that that's how my dad was. He, he was the, he was the disciplinarian. So you didn't want it to get to daddy. If it got to daddy, you was all you was in trouble. Right. So you so if your mom said, "Oh, I, I'm gonna tell your daddy," that that was it. You you went and got up under some cover and got some sleep, man. Because yeah. you know the <laughs> butterflies was working. You was nervous. You was anticipating getting it. Yeah. And so and so and so you and, and guess what? You was thinking about what you did. Hmm. You was already thinking about, why did I do that? Right. The consequences behind what I did. Yeah. I gotten caught. And, 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 and 10 to 1, you know, me and my son, we was talking about this, you know, and we was talking about how, again, you know, the Holy Spirit, he, yeah, he's a gentleman. And, and so he's responsible for finishing the work that he started in you. Uh-huh. Because God don't leave nothing incomplete. Mm, mm, mm. That's why, you know, Christians, you know, when you get to talking about that, man, you get to talking about how God will correct you and blah, blah, blah. You know, Christians like to switch it and 
try to manipulate that and say, ah, no, God wouldn't do that. Mm, yeah, that's true. But God would do that. Read his word. <laughs> Read how often he had to correct his people. Oof, my God. You know, I mean, and, and so, I mean, I, I, you know, what you have to do is welcome the correction of God, and, and when he does it, you know, you, you, you see, he knows how much you can bear. God's not a father that's going to abuse you. Right. Right? Now, that's how you want to look at it. No, God's not an abuser. He's not, God's not going to sit around, you know, and, 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 and take a family member in this day and age because you've done so-and-so, so-and-so. Right, right, right. You know, or somebody close to you. God's not working like that. But God will correct you so that what you're into and your disobedience won't allow sin to do that anyway. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> so what God does is God corrects you so that you can come out from among that particular sin or situation or, or act of disobedience so the results won't be something like that. That's how much he loves you. Now, some scholars would say, well, so why when David, you know, committed, you know, adultery and, 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 and uh, uh, conspiracy to commit murder, you know, on, uh, on Uriah and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, why did, why, did, why did God, you know, take his firstborn son after he prayed and fasted and blah, blah, blah. And God told him, told, told him through Nathan prophetically that, you know, his son, you know, wouldn't live. That that's something to him and that she was. And what they don't realize is, first of all, they were under the law. Right. And what takes place under the law? Eye for eye. Right. Two for two. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. David took a life. And a life had to be taken. That's why God said, your life will be spared. But the child will not. And so, you know, you 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 said some on another episode, and it's it's just it, it really resonates with me. You know, just understanding your relationship with the Lord, and you can only understand that through His Word. Right. <clears throat> you know, and and that's why that's why and 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 praise the Lord. That's why, and this is a good segue for 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 one of the things that we want to close with is, 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 is the Fred Hammond topic. Mm -hmm. And I, if you don't, if, if you don't mind me going into that. No, go ahead. It's, it's, it's a really, you know, it's, it's a really deep subject. So it would last for hours because literally he was doing question, you know, Q and a, you know, on his podcast from, you know, uh, the Christian community. Uh -huh. and because, Fred Hammond, in case you guys don't know, in case we're heard overseas and or we heard from, you know, from some uh, people that wasn't really uh, listening to music in that era, that he was really, really powerful uh, coming from commission. And he was a powerful, he's a powerful, he, should I say, he's a powerful artist. Right. And, we got to quit looking at people as if they don't miss the mark and they don't make mistakes. I mean, Christians. Right. Some are large, some are small, you know, but, you know, nobody's perfect. 
You know, we all miss the mark. You know, but 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 these religious people don't send you to hell. You know, and 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 and, and condemn you and pass the judgment. You know, without reading the word of God. You know, Jesus said, "I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that but that through him the world might be saved." Yeah. But he says that if you don't believe, so your unbelief condemns you. Man, come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I know people look and say, oh, that's not all you have to do. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, you can, you know, whatever the case may be, yeah. To some people, it sucks that you you got such a, 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 a incredible work ethic. Yeah. But it ain't acceptable in the sight of God. You yeah. know, I mean, because Jesus done all of the work. So, you know, we we understand it as Christians. That's why when people make mistakes and make bad decisions, you know, in this life, I know that the Holy Spirit is responsible, you know, to help them get it right. And in Fred Hammond's case, you know, he didn't do anything wrong in probably the, the public's eye because he didn't commit a crime or he didn't, he didn't, he didn't cuss his son out. Sorry about that, Kurt. You know, uh, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, uh, uh, um, have a sex, sex ring, you know, within his ministry and took advantage of, you know, uh, vulnerable, gullible women, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, some Christians, or under the belief that he's going outside of the word. Uh-huh. And, when we get, and when we go outside of the word, we sin. Right. And, 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 but in his, in his case, he's saying, hey, look, this is, this is, this is, this is up for debate. Right. Right. This is, this is, you just can't say that I'm doing wrong because, this is what I believe that my ministry is, and I believe that God has called me to evolve when it comes to evangelism and when it comes to witnessing, you know, and when it comes to, you know, planting the seed and sowing the seed so someone else could water, you know, the people of the world. Because that's who Jesus came to save and seek those who are lost. But let me say this, because make a long story short, Fred Hammond is making music with the world, and he's commenting, you know, about the success of certain artists mm-hmm. in the world that we know as Christians. Like, I don't accept, I don't receive Jay-Z. Right. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Jay-Z don't believe in my God. Very much so, yeah. So, so that's neither here or there. I'm not judging him, but he don't believe in what I believe in. So, you know, we we're not equally yoked, right? And 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 Second Corinthians six and fourteen tells us not to be equally yoked with what non-believers, right? And and Paul breaks down why this is important, you know. And, and 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 because sooner or later, if you're joined with enough, because first of all, Paul says, guess what? You don't have nothing in agreement with them. 
There's no agreement right. with them. So why are you fellowshipping with them? He even goes on in, 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 in Ephesians, I believe it's uh, uh, chapter 5, verses 11, and he says, have no fellowship, share nothing right. with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I'm listening to Fred, and Fred is saying, hey, look, you have to understand the context in which this was written then. Mm-hmm. But the context I understand is Jesus is the same. Right. Yesterday, today, and forever. So the word is the same. Today, yesterday, and forever. So in what the word was able to be applied to then, it's applied to now. Uh-huh. The admonishment that was given by Paul then is given now. The word of God is instructed. It's an instruction mm-hmm. for us. Right. Remember, we used to use the, the, the acronym of the Bible, uh, basic instructions before mm-hmm. leaving earth. Right. And so it's just, it's, 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 it's important for us to know that Ephesians talks about, you know, us putting on the clothes, you know, uh, taking off, taking off the old clothes, right? Right. And putting on the new clothes, which is righteousness. And, 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 and I, and I, I think about, it, I say to myself, I say, man, look, if I'm going to the gym to work out, or the shoot hoop, or whatever the case may be, which has been a long time since I've done that, I'm ashamed to say it. <laughs> right. I'm going to put on gym clothes, though. Right. Right? When I go to work, I don't wear my, my suit and my, and my stasis. I, I, I put on my work clothes. Right. You know? And guess what? When you go to heaven, you're going to put on some heavenly clothes. Right. You know, are you going to take off the old man, the old, uh, this old, this old mortal and put on some immortal clothes? And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm under the, I'm under the impression that what Fred, and I believe that he's sincere when he's saying, look, you know, God has called me to a deeper, a deeper ministry of evangelism. Right. So. If these if these people are contacting me and saying, "Hey, look, I want to do music with you," this is the thing: Snoop Dogg doing music with Fred Hammond ain't gonna get him to heaven. Right. Ranch Allen ain't gonna get him to heaven. Mm-hmm. He, he he could do music with whoever he want to do music with. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what will get him to heaven: the Word of God that's that's in the lyrics. Right. If he accept them. Mm-hmm. So it's a reason why he's being drawn to the people of God to make music. Mm-hmm. And as long as Fred Hammond is not compromising, this is me. I know what the scriptures say. But if it's for the purpose, if that's the strategy that the Holy Ghost has given him to plant a seed, that that will be it. Like 
He won't become friends with Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg says, hey, look, this is the amount of money that I have, and I can promote something in your ministry. Right. Right? So he won't become friends with that because, look, you've got to be aware. You can't be ignorant. Mm-hmm. The scriptures say you've got to be aware of Satan's devices. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, let he take advantage yes. of you. So Satan got a plan. He's a formidable adversary. He's not luring you for nothing. See, I could be the voice of reason on both sides. Right. And so Fred got to know that, hey, look, although God's called you to a deeper ministry of evangelism, I, I am not referring refuting that if that's what that man says i believe that right he don't owe nobody no explanation for who god called him to philip didn't have to go back and explain to the apostles that you know god god called him to an ethiopian unit right he probably told the story out of the out of a way of of glorifying god and testifying in his soul in, in him being saved but he, he didn't have to if he didn't want to. Right. Because the ministry, the work was for him. Yes. The, 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 the task at hand was for him. And like, you know, I would tell Fred, the task is for you, bro. If that's what God's called you to, and he's calling you to be strategic behind this deeper calling of evangelism, because when Jesus told us to go ye therefore into all of the world, that's what he meant. Every nick and cranny. Right. So wherever the Holy Spirit is leading you. So if the Holy Spirit is leading you to the secular music industry to minister to them, guess what? Now, you can get caught up in like DMX, <clears throat> who I believe know the Lord. He's confessing. Mm-hmm. I heard it. Oh, yeah. But you can go back to the world if you want to and not accept the correction of God, you know, in coming out of it. Mm -hmm. See, because God's word corrects us every time we read it, every time we hear it. Yeah. And it's up to him, and it's up to us to heed to the correction. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, So it's no coincidence that, you know, people, Christians are saying, hey, look, this is what the word says, Fred, concerning this. This is why we believe that you should not be fellowshipping. You should not be uh, 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 joining with, because not only this how not only does this how it looks, you know, but if you find yourself compromising, guess what? You'll be one of them fallen soldiers. Yes, sir. Yeah. That is true. And that's important. Miguel, I, I really I, I really think that, you know, if you would have compromised, the enemy would have would have would have would have would have gave you a hand in certain areas of the ministry. Because that's what the music industry is about. Remember, that's where he comes from. Yeah. Oh yeah. People gotta know that he's behind that. Yes. Yes. If he knows Heavily. Come on heavily, bro. Heavily. If he knows, okay, the, 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 if he, the, the, if they're promoting rap to be, if they're saying, okay, now, nah, when you 
bring your song here. We need it to be, you know, uh, uh, we need it to be, you know, modified. It, it has, it, it, it can't just be uh, like this because we don't feel that the industry, you know, would benefit from these lyrics. That's what they're going to take. Right. Yeah. We, we need, see, the reason why Kirk Franklin is so successful because, excuse me, I believe God intervened in allowing the world, the world to accept the beat and the praise that Kirk Franklin was offering because Kirk Franklin showed them, no, the origin of your dancing comes from the Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Right. I don't have, this is not your beat. This is God's beat. <laughs> when he, yeah. when, come on. When he first came out now with God's property, man, that joint was slapping. Yeah, changing. It, it, it literally changed gospel, the gospel landscape. Forever. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I mean, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, see, this is of the Lord, but he didn't compromise. That's the key. That's why they're ridiculing him so tough because, you know, he snapped out on his son. Right. <laughs> right. That's why they want to bring him down, you know, to the ground and the church is helping them. Yeah, I know. Right. And so. That's why I just want to let Fred Hammond know, hey, man, look, bro, I love you. You know, you could be doing anything else for the world to talk about. We've been talking about this all week. People, that's what people, Christians and unsaved alike, they look for things on people so that they can have something to talk about. Oh, for sure, especially on the Internet. Definitely. Come on. They'll look you up. They'll go here, go there. And, you know, and I always say, you know what? When this, when this country is back in the, in the 16th century from something that's happened crazy, yeah, because it's leading up. I mean, there's no need of nobody um, <laughs> yeah. dancing around it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just quoting from the Bible. Right. You know, what the Word of God you know, foretells that will happen. And I just believe that because America's not mentioned that we're going to undergo a great attack now by somebody. Right. And so, you know, I, I, when this country is back in the 16th century, what are you going to look up then? Yeah. yeah That's no why doubt. I use the Holy Ghost to be Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Siri. No. The Holy Spirit got a name. Whenever I need something, I can get the Holy Spirit to tell me. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, man. So, absolutely. you know, I just want to say shout out to Fred, man. Be encouraged. We praying for you. Yeah. We know one thing. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. A stranger, they will not follow in that. You know, we're led of the Spirit of God. You are a son of God, Fred. So you're led of the Spirit. So I just put myself in this position, you know, to just say, hey, be led of the Spirit no matter what you do. If it's of God, guess what? We'll see results. God's giving you the strategy for him to bring the results. He's going to bring the increase. Now, when you're making music with this dude, if we see, see, guess what? That this dude down the line, whether it be years from now, 
if Snoop Dogg surrendered his life to the Lord, guess what I'm going to be saying? God used that man, Fred Hammond, because I know he ministered to him. Right, 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 right. He didn't sit down in the sound room and blow blunt, because that's all Snoop do. Right. And probably going to want to blow a blunt in your face when, you do, when you're doing gospel music. And, and, if, and, if you, and, and if you're a leader in the Lord, Fred, you're going to say, hey, man, look, no smoking on the set, homie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But if you compromise, then you're going to be like, yeah, go ahead, Snoop. Go ahead and blow it, man. It's all right. It don't bother me. Give me that second hot, secondhand smoke. Yeah, yeah. It don't Give bother me. me. <laughs> I be TAC lit, you know, walking out the door. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, bro, that's all I had on that. No, that, I mean, that's dope. That's dope because, you know, being in the music, you know, that that is a topic that is constantly in the circles of music, right? Especially as a Christian hip-hop or, you know, singer. There's always the opportunity of working with the world. Um, And something you said that was really powerful amongst a lot, everything you said that was powerful um, was, you know, the compromise and in, in the downfall, you know, of being in the world. You mentioned DMX. Shout out to DMX because let me tell you something, man. DMX is a cold dude. You know, that, that dude, you know, speaking on hip-hop terms, you know, there was always, you know, in hip-hop you always had crews, right, Bishop? And you know that from way back. A lot of hip-hop, it started with crews. You had multiple dudes in a group. And then here and there, you would have solo artists. But for the most part, dudes was crews. They was groups, right? And and so as it grew, you have more solo artists, more recognizable solo artists. Um, and in every 10 years, five years, maybe 10 years or something, there was always one dude that dominated. Right. He was the guy. Right? So in every generation or or five years, ten years, or whatever span it is, because hip hop's not that old. Uh right. so every few years there's a there's there's a new guy, new sheriff in town, a new dope rapper, whatever, whatever it might be. So then it all led up to like Tupac Biggie, right? Right. It kind of hit in, in the golden era of hip hop. It led up to it being Tupac and Biggie as the guys. Right. More so Pac because of his impact, right? That's debatable. There's plenty of hip-hop shows out there for y'all to tune in to get that uh, take. But after Tupac, there wasn't really the dude. There wasn't really the guy, right? Me, in my opinion... DMX was the guy after Tupac and Biggie. Took over the mantle. He took over the mantle. He was the dude, the thugged out, rough. His his voice was unique. Right. His flow was unique. He had the dog bark. And it wasn't up until him that I heard God talk in it per se yeah because see he had the song where he's doing a skit in the song he's doing a back and forth i think it's called damien 
And then the one that says the the snake, the rat, the cat, the dog. Basically, these songs, he was having a conversation with the devil. And the devil was enticing him to do all these different things. And he ends up beefing with the devil because the devil's basically like, he's basically realizing like, yo, you you taking my soul here. And you're I'm not going to allow you to take my soul, right? So the devil ends up becoming what he thought was his friend is really his enemy. And at the end of his albums, he always had a prayer. He always prayed in his music. And he had a song where he's having a conversation with God. So I've never heard that up until DMX. Me personally. Maybe there's other songs out there I'm not privy to. But DMX is the one that made me say, wow, this dude's dope. Like, he talking to God. Like, God talking to him. Right. Right? And and it's a back and forth. And that last song on um, his first album where him and, him and God is talking, that was really powerful. Because he was like, saying like, uh, my son, I carry you this far. So he said something, something about... Uh, he said two sets of footprints. It was right be- you was right beside me there. Da, 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 da. And he was like all these different things. And like the to me, he was like preaching rapping. Like he got that voice and that draw of a preacher. So when he's doing it, it's like he's preaching. So so that's what kind of amused me about him because he was this thugged out dude, but like he was very God conscious and he believed in God. Man, that almost sounded like me when I was young. Right? So he's like, uh, yeah, you just had, I don't know if you ever listened to him or whatever, but it, it's it's worth to, to, to go kind of check it out. But within that, I, I say all that to say, Prayers up to him because obviously he's in the hospital. They said that he's in critical condition, that he's been on life support and all this stuff. But his life is well documented of the spirit and struggle, the the, the flesh and the carnal man struggle. Right, 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 right. Because he literally believes in Jesus. He's been on, he's been publicly announcing that he has made his profession about it yet he struggled so much with the drug addictions with the infidelities he he he's his life is documented bro you could if you want to see what it is a struggle between your flesh and your spirit man go ahead and look at dmx and what i love about it is that he has not denied the name of the Lord. No, he's he's never denied it. He's always admitted it. He's always saying, man, I'm just, I'm caught up. That I feel the devil's got me. I can't let go of this. But he'll keep his profession, right? Right. And so he had gotten out of jail not too long ago, and he's an old school cat, so he ain't really privy to all the social media, but he ended up getting a social media and he went on Instagram live for like the first time. And this dude, his first Instagram live was conducting a Bible study on Instagram live. 
and you know what? And, I, and it is my prayer. It is my prayer now that the Lord, bro, that he is having a visitation of the Lord. Because right. we know, we know, and we, and we have, and we have, uh, and we have, you know, heard of different Christians and different people with that experience, you know, of literally, you know, uh, um, having a visitation or, you know, uh, going to heaven, whatever the case may be. Dean Blackston comes to my mind, you know, and uh, I, and it is, it's, it's, it's my hope that that's what's taking place. Right. That, you know, God is, God is literally you know, uh, letting him, you know, take a tour and explaining to him, son, this is what I need you to do. This is where I need you to go. You know, hey, look, it's not about this. Your season is up with 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 doing this, and I'm going to supernaturally take this from you. Because that's what God will do, bro. Especially right. when it comes to these things in the flesh, man. When we really seek the Lord in the area of being delivered, God does that. He's God is God. Mm-hmm. He's the most powerful uh, person that you will ever encounter in your life. Yes, He's the creator of the universe. There is nothing too hard for him. He asked Jeremiah the question in, in 32 and verses 27. He says, I am the God of all flesh. He said, is there anything too hard for me? Right. Anything. Right. That's why I don't accept the cop-out when I hear people say, oh, we do, and they get, no, that's a cop-out. Because <laughs> God is God. Yeah. So I'm not accepting that. Mm-hmm. God can do anything. Yes. He, 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 he told, I mean, Luke wrote, you know, he says, there's nothing impossible with God. Yes. Nothing. So that's that's where I'm at. My my hat is hung on that 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 hanger of the word, you know. Because I I could just I mean I I faced death a few times in my life, you know. And but this 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 last time, you know, I, you know, I didn't think that as a Christian, you know, that it would be, you know, that that would take place like that. Because I'm I'm speaking. Hey, look. You know, long life, you know, not that premature death craziness, you know, and and this is what your word says and standing on it. And you know what? And, and the Lord showed me, yeah, I'm granting it, but, you know, we're not far from it. I, I need to give you a testimony in this area as well, you know, to know that, hey, look, one minute you can be here and the next minute, guess what? You could be traveling this way. Oh man, yeah. And I mean, it was just like you remember, just like that. One day we sitting around and me and fellowship hugging, and we and we and we hanging out this and that and that. And the next minute, I'm sitting up with tubes up my nose and ventilators and this and that, and I'm like, oh man, here we go. Right. You know. So I mean, it, it it's it's just my prayer that he is having a visitation with the Lord and God is showing him, hey man, look, this is what I'm desiring of you. You know, this is what I need for you to do. And you know what? I'm going to let you go back. Because, you know, I, I'm, 
I look at, you know, we was, we was talking about C.L. Franklin, and I'm done. We was talking about C.L. Franklin the other week, you know, and, and just some things that, you know, surface as to who he was, you know. And, but this, this man was, like, <clears throat> very known in, in, the, in, the, in the church family across the world. Right. I mean, Aretha's daddy was a powerful preacher, bro, period, before his time. Very intelligent, very educated, very articulate. And when you and we and when you're preaching and you and you and you and you you you're that articulate, think of think of T D Jakes in the forties. Right. And fifties. I mean when you when you're that you know, renowned, bro. That's you know, that's like people back then because people back then wasn't educated. They were spiritual, but they wasn't educated. Right. <clears throat> and so they were looking at him like, man, this, this, this. We got to follow him. Huh. You know, he he's given us the words of life. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, bro. But yeah. uh, God yeah. bless him. We'll be praying for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 just lastly on the the. You know, the Fred Hammond thing, you know, um, and just working with the world. I mean, that was a similar case with, you know, Lecrae. You know, Lecrae faced a lot of black backlash when he crossed over, um, you know, and, and out of his own words, you know, he'll tell you, you know, or at least he said it in his songs and stuff, just how getting that Grammy and ever since he got that Grammy and those doors opened up for him to meet all these other prominent artists and opportunities to work with him, you know, that kind of messed him up a little bit. Um, huh. You know, and it's like, it's like you said, if it's of God, you're going to see some godly results out of it. You're not going to spiral into depression and start popping pills. Come on. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know, for for me, and that was a date. I think he pretty much opened that door of that debate, period, you know, amongst gospel artists. Uh, is is I mean this dude's had like people like Paul Wall, uh, Big Crit, some of these names you might not know. I mean he's had E Forty on there. I mean he's had some names on there, right? You know, and and the only thing I would credit him for is that at least at minimum, you know, it was seemingly like they were playing by his rules though. It wasn't like you gonna come over here and rap about whatever you want to rap about. Like, you could tell in the content that there was some, hey, have some respect, have some reverence. I want you to be real, but I want you to know who you're working with. Right? I respect that because I probably would do the same if, if, if somebody wanted to get on a song with me knowing what I'm about. That's part of your witness, bro. You, right. There's no, hey, look, can I tell you something? It's no problem in it. Because if, 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 you, if you didn't, you compromise. Right. The light, the light has to be shown. And that's what you would do. Right. And, and I mean, I'm going to say. I mean, because me, me, it, I didn't take, it, and you know, it, hadn't, it didn't take the world to elevate me. It didn't take the world to bless me financially. It's right. Jesus to do it. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't have to compromise. Mm-hmm. Nothing. 
Never have. You know me. You've been knowing me for almost 20 some, almost 20 years. Never have you seen me compromising with the world. No. So, I mean, I, I mean, and, 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 and God himself has showed up and said, hey, look, let me show you this. Right. Who, who I am. I'm God. You know, and in a season, when I know it's time for me to do what I want to do in you, here we go. Right. Right. And, and, and in one, one small story in relation to this, because this is important, right? Um, when I was still at Cedar Creek, by the favor of God, I was able to convince the the recreation guy to get us some new equipment, right? Yep. There was a group of gentlemen that were Muslims, gangster Muslims, because you know how that goes inside. <laughs> we're Muslims, but we're still Crips and we're still what, whatever, whatever, you know. That kind of thing. Um, so I'm the only Christian in the music room that knows what he's doing as far as equipment and all that kind of stuff. So these other gentlemen, three, four gentlemen, you know, they're these Muslim guys and they tried to basically kind of bully the recreation staff to get them equipment. They failed. I went in there, convinced them to get us some new equipment, had it sent up to the CUS. He approved it. We got new equipment. Right? That's God. So the, yeah. so the moment we get this new equipment, I'm handed the equipment and given charge over the equipment. So obviously, you know, in those environments, you're going to have them dudes hanging around. You're going to be in these rooms together with these guys because space is limited. Time is limited. Right. So sometimes you got to share. Right. Right. So these guys is blown away that I got this new equipment. Right. So I start making beats because them guys didn't know how to make beats, which, by the way, I don't. But I just have some fundamentals. Shout out to IV that he taught me where I can make right. some decent beats for the time being, right? So when I started making beats, these guys want to get beats from me. I'm turning them down, Bishop, because I'm like, nah, I'm working on my stuff, right? Right, right, right. So right. once I start putting my stuff together, start dropping songs and, and whipping it up, you know, these same guys, they're coming in like, dang, this is hard, and this is woo-woo-woop. You know, the content, obviously, is Christ, but you can't deny good music. Right. <laughs> right? So then finally, fast forward, I'm sitting in there working on some stuff, and one of the Muslim guys come in there, and he says, hey, man, let me talk to you. Da -da -da -da. Man, I like your stuff. Like, you're the only one that knows, like, what he's doing. Like, these dudes, they rap, but they don't know how to use this stuff. They ain't making no beats. So I'm coming to you because I want to get on some stuff with you, man. I, I want to work with you. Let's put some songs together. Blase, blase, right? The gentleman's a Muslim. He got his kufi on and everything. Right. Trying to negotiate 
something with me to work with him and do some stuff with him for him. Right. At that very moment, I already knew. This is before Lecrae ever even made this a big spectacle. But at that moment, I said, brother, let me tell you something. This is no disrespect to you as a man. Nothing like that. Me and you, we cool. But, and I verbatimly, not verbatim, but I paraphrased the scripture to him. I said, hey, bro, you know, you can't get pure water, you know, or, you, you know, you can't get sweet water from pure water. You know, you, you can't, you can't get something good from something bad. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can't, you can't, it, it don't mix, right? I say, you, you believe in something that I do not. I believe in something you don't believe in. So, where this, where it's coming from, it don't mix. Right. I said, so to me, it's this ain't just music to me. I am ministering in my music. I'm giving something to the people that need to hear my music, right? I said, it's equivalent to me coming to your, I don't know what their services are called, but it's equivalent, you know, to me coming to your service, a Muslim service, and me coming up there and coming from a Christian perspective and giving Muslims a Christian perspective about life, you wouldn't allow that because you don't believe in that. I said, just like a pastor wouldn't allow some demon to come up and start preaching what is anti-Christian, what is anti-Christ, right? I said, so these, this just doesn't mix. This is, your lyrics are coming from one place. Mine is coming from another. So that's why I respectfully can't work with you when it comes to that. Because it's like me handing you a microphone to my congregation. But you don't believe what I believe. So that wouldn't make no sense. Right? And that dude just sat there and just, he said, man, he said, you right. He said, I get it. He said, I get that. He said, I understand that completely. So I've always took that stance. I've always looked at it as music ain't just some beat I'm bobbing my head to or something fun. Yes, it is fun, but it ain't a joke because we're basically preaching to the world in a rhyme form along to a beat. So, so if for, 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 for the artists out there, you got to think about it. If you were preaching in a congregation, would you let a non-believer come up and start ministering to believers? I'm not going to do that. So for me, it's kind of a no brainer. It's like, why would I compromise with the world for what? I'm preaching a message. If you don't have that message, if you don't have the same message that I have, how are we working together? What are we doing? 
you know, and some will argue, well, people like Lecrae, well, he signed with these people and he let these people on because it was for the furtherance of the gospel. Then why did it make him miserable? How did this dude spiral into depression and start popping pills? How did he lose the message in his music? How come he kind of fell off? I thought God gives us results when it comes to God. Right. So clearly there's a contamination there. You know, and shout out to Lecrae. I think he's trying to get back on the right track or whatnot. But personally, I ain't listen. His music ain't hit me since church closed, too. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. And, and, and so... I don't know exactly Fred's Hammond's purpose and stuff, you know, but I, I, I just like you said, Bishop, you know, if, if God's leading you to something, you'll see results because I, I could. But, you know, I thank God for discernment, man. And God and God showed me that this brother is about his business. Now, that's all I know. I don't know, you know, how everybody's looking at it, whatever. But the Lord is showing me, it's me personally, that. Fred Hammond is about his business, so you know, and I, and I know that God's going to give me results when He tells me something. So yeah, 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 and and that's what happens, man. When you start, when you're already at that level where you're getting paid for your art, you know, there, there's there's that transaction, right? There's, I know Christian artists right now that they don't care, they don't care about nothing. It's like pay me for my verse. And it's like, dude, I ain't paying you nothing because, for one, you ain't even, you ain't really about this life. You just rapping and throwing Jesus in it and calling yourself a gospel rapper because you know the lane's wide for you. Because if you rap for the world, you probably wouldn't make it no way because you ain't that lit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But because the Christian hip hop genre is still pretty wide open. You know, anybody can get on if you throw Jesus into it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, the bottom line is this. How are you, are you selling your art? Like, are you selling out to the world? Or do you really cherish the platform that you have? Again, you got to look at it like it's your church, bro. Like, you know, Bishop. We ain't just going to let anybody start saying anything. Because words are seeds, and if you get the wrong person up there saying the wrong thing, then he's planting seeds in people's lives, right? So to me, it's more of a, hey, man, I... I, 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 I <laughs> I reverence this. I, re I you know, I reverence the platform God gave to me because I reverence God, and that's 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 what I do. What I do for. I'm not sitting here saying, "Dang, how can I make a business deal out of this?" You know what I mean? Like, I'm not finding out how can I compromise what I'm doing and what I'm saying for the sake of a check. Right. 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 Because that's what they do. Hey, give give a little, take a little, right? Right. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I remember somebody told me that doing a, when we was trying to do a concert. 
trying to get me to let some people on because it's, hey, I'm scratching your back, scratch mine. And I'm like, man, what? Right, right, right. I'll never work with this person again when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah. Because you right. fools is all about entertaining somebody. I'm up here trying to do what God's telling me to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about none of this, you know, sell you something. If you buy something, great. But I don't care about you buying nothing from me. We doing this, period. You know, we freely I've given, freely, you know, freely I, re- you know, freely I receive, freely I'm going to give. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just the bottom line. It's like, how are you, how are you looking at this? Is this a business to you or is this a ministry to you? Well, it's both. Eh. Eh, there's a fine line, man. There's a fine line. So people got to know that fine line and people got to go with what God is saying and according to his scriptures, regardless to whatever we come up with. We got to go out the blueprint of God's word. If it ain't lined up with the blueprint, then you can dismiss it and move it to the side. I mean, it can really be that simple, but dudes think that they got to compromise to get ahead. Like you said, Jesus didn't compromise to get ahead. He is the message. He is the message. He didn't have to chase nobody down. He didn't have to dumb it down. He didn't have to compromise because of the Roman soldiers and the Roman government. and da 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 He didn't have to change nothing but preach. All he had to do was keep preaching. The kingdom has come to you. Yeah, the kingdom has come to you. The government has come to you. You succumb to this government. Not your government succumb to the kingdom government. I didn't come to make a deal with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, look, even with Joshua, it was like, man, whose side are you on? He said, hey, man, listen, this ain't no but what? I'm representing the king. <laughs> the heck? So no D ain't no deals. Are you on this side is the question. <laughs> you know, that was basically that, that was basically what was happening there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. We ain't compromising with you. We're running this. Yes, the sir. kingdom is run. God is running this. So yeah, we can go on and on and on about, you know, the compromise of, uh, you know, within artistry, within uh, our everyday lives. Because every day there's a chance to compromise, right? Every day there's a window of compromise. And um, we got to, you know, we got to hand, you know, stand fast, man. Stand fast in the liberty for which Christ has set us free and not be entangled again with the yokes yeah. of bondage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for uh, your wisdom and your words and that. Um, again, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts and dang soon to be YouTube, man. Soon to be YouTube. Once it all falls in place, man, you know, Bishop, I'm trying to take a page out of your book. And just being a little more patient. <laughs> Gotta be. We got some practice there, so you know. <laughs> yeah, so other than that, man, uh any uh any parting words, Bishop, from you? No, man, just uh shout out to my mom Dukes and you know everybody else, man, and we love you and and uh 
greater things is going to take place here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, y'all. The No Judgment Zone every Thursday, if not Friday. Um, either way, we'll be on your uh, Apple Podcast app by the end of the week. Um, continue to check us uh, check us out. Tune in. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Keep us in prayer. Lord knows we need him. Uh, we need your prayers um, that we might be able to continue on collectively, individually, all those great things. And until next time, man, we love y'all. And peace. Amen.